Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the entrepreneurs, business executives, and community leaders, sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville area, which represents one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities and economies in the United States, and is nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hi, I'm your host, James Bell, and today I am thrilled to welcome my friend and creative collaborator, Brian Fitton, to the hot seat. Uh, Brian is the innovative mind behind Go Rogue X, and he is not only an entrepreneur at heart, but also a creative force, hosting the Engaging Rogue Creators podcast. His journey from a dynamic career in sales and development to founding a company at the crossroads of creativity and business provides a unique perspective on what it takes to thrive in today's fast-paced, ever-evolving business landscape. Brian's multifaceted role as a leader, mentor, and community influencer makes him a key player in shaping the entrepreneurial and creative spirit of the greater Bentonville area. Brian, welcome to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I think that's my new LinkedIn bio. Can you send that over? That was (laughs) phenomenal. I love that. I'll send it right over. (laughs) It's like, wow, I sound... That sound great. That's fantastic. Thanks so much. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's great to finally have you on this yeah. show. We welcome were talking. To the studio. Yeah. Before, yeah. Right. <laughs> we were welcome to your house. Yeah. Or to your studio. Yeah. Um, it, it's a surprise that we haven't done this <laughs> before, yeah. now. which is which is okay. We were talking about it. it's like we've we've talked about it a few times, yeah. right? But uh, it didn't. You, you've had some phenomenal guests on the show and it was always like, well, I can hop in whenever you need me, but still, you still have a whole lineup of guests. So I'm, I'm very honored to be not just the backup, you know, I'm here. So uh, yeah, thanks. well, thanks for being here. <laughs> well, with that said, uh, Brian, without getting into Go Rogue X, will you share about yourself and what the audience should know about you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I spent uh, 15 years in the corporate world. Um, and so for me, uh, you know, this entrepreneurial journey feels like it started a long time ago when I was a, a kid, really. And I grew up with parents that had small businesses. Um, but uh, really just being able to kind of dream. I'm a big dreamer, big, big goals, big visionary guy. And so um, for me, growing up in Arkansas and then working in the corporate world, I was able to travel around the country um, a little bit and get out of Arkansas to see what what the rest of the country looks like. And uh, And then ultimately got a job to come back here actually to work with uh, Walmart and the vendor community and uh, and then essentially settle down wife. Uh, we have um, four kids total. We have two bio and two adopted. So we're adoptive family, foster care. We have an amazing community there of support and, and uh, but enjoy living. Rogers, it's strange, uh, only in Northwest Arkansas yeah. here. Can we live in Rogers, but be in the city limits of Cave Springs and have a Bentonville school district? And so I'm not sure exactly where all of our taxes go and and what happens there, but it's a uh, it's a great great community, great place to live, and and have loved it since 2009, 2010. That's when I came great. Back, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it all works out. I mean, really, in reality, Northwest Arkansas is the city. Mm-hmm. The rest of these these towns are really the neighborhoods. 
Uh, and it, it is funny to see, you know, you live, well, let's see. You have a Rogers address, you said? Yeah. Live in Cave Springs. Kids go to school in Bentonville. Yeah, yeah. that's totally normal. <laughs> exactly. Happens everywhere else in the country. And it's all within <laughs> right. the studio is... It's, you know, in Bentonville. And so it's, everything's like five minutes from our house. So the five minutes to school, five minutes to the studio, five minutes to anything. It's phenomenal, you know? That's great. Yeah. Um, will you share with us about your journey founding uh, Go Rogue X and what motivated you to start this venture? Well, I think I always wanted to do something bigger than what it, whatever it was, whatever I was doing. It seems like I can never be content. And so in the corporate world, I started out really young. Um, working my way through college, I had three jobs while I was in college and, um, found that I just wanted to do more. And so when I landed in the corporate world, I actually got a promotion at, uh, 21 years of age and was in the, um, cellular world. So Verizon, um, and so they moved me out East uh, to actually manage a store. So I was okay. helping with billing conversions and doing some stuff. Crazy stuff. I think back now I'm like 21 year olds. I was like, why in the world did they trust a 21 year old kid? you know, to do all this stuff. And so for me, uh, having that drive and that even just getting that responsibility, I took it very seriously. And I was managing people who were twice my age, you know, um, I, the closest person to my age was, I think, 10 years still older than me. And so learning really quick, like how to be a good leader in those situations, um, being young and, and also having a drive to uh, climb the corporate ladder. And so I then moved around a few other times and just took promotions and um, what happened though, is while I was doing that, I obviously, you know, was moving around. And so I wanted to have a hobby. And so, um, had some friends in photography. And so I actually started doing photography on the side just as a hobby. And then, um, how it always happens is somebody says, Hey, do you take pictures for, you know, graduates and seniors and families and all the things? And I was like, no, but I can figure it out. And then of course I jumped into like, well, how can I make money at this? Cause that was, you know, you monetize everything. So the hobby quickly turned into a business. And so, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I worked with a lot of bands and musicians and stuff like that. That's kind of where my heart was. Um, and so I had some fun with that. And then eventually fast forward a few years, uh, my wife, uh, was actually wanting to do a podcast. Um, we were, like I said, adoptive family. And so she was saying that the, what she was finding is there wasn't a lot of support for adoptive moms specifically. There was for adoptive families and a lot of resources and stuff like that, but not for adoptive moms. And I had done some podcasting before um, and then invested in basically running her, producing her show. And um, that eventually led, she she crushed it. I'm always always a guy on the backside of this saying, uh, I wish that I had her talent, you know, because she grew the show to 120,000 downloads, seven seasons, um, some celebrity guests. Like she just did some amazing things with it. And, but I learned a lot through that process. And so by doing that, learning how to market a show and grow it, and I was doing all the backend stuff, um, really helped me be able to see what, how could we do this and translate this to the business world? And so just like it happens, we have several people say, Hey, I know you, you have your own podcast. Your wife has a podcast. Could you do a podcast for us? And so combining the photography video elements, as well as the audio, I'm not an audio engineer. Um, luckily, we have some amazing people that work at Go Rogue that sure. do do this now way better than I ever started out doing it. Um, but that eventually led to what Go Rogue is now, combination of all those things. Um, and officially, so that was 2019. So officially, we'll have our five-year anniversary this week um, of being a, a company. And so it's uh, it was kind of weird. I realized that this morning. Somebody was like, how long have you been in business? And I was like, oh, that, oh five years. 
this this week. That's <laughs> so, great. So crazy. So here we are. Yeah. Congratulations. I mean, as you know, the vast majority of businesses do not make yeah. it to five years, this is that much less two or three. That that is a a, a really important uh, important milestone. Yeah. Um, well, I guess you're now out of the club of the 65%, though. Uh-huh. Uh, well, for one more week, you're still in the club yeah. of the 65% of businesses <laughs> got, yeah. that create, let me restate that, the five-year or less businesses that create 65% of all net new jobs year over year that's been going on yeah. for decades. But that's okay. You're yep. into the next club, We're the five moving, to nine, keep growing. Moving on. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, well, you are also the host of the Rogue Creators podcast. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, will you talk about that part of your business? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, it's always the mechanic that doesn't work on his own car and it's the cobbler that doesn't, you know, fix his kid's shoes or whatever the saying yeah. is, you know, that's kind of has felt for for us is we don't, um, we don't promote ourselves well. We don't market ourselves well, even though that's what we do for other companies, of right? Course. And so um, Rogue Creators actually came out of, of a, a couple of different things. So originally it was called the Go Rogue podcast that I started back in 2013, 2014 with a friend of mine. Uh, we interviewed a lot of people in the tech space here in in Northwest Arkansas. Cool. So like Michael Palladino, Rev Unit, um, trying to think of some other names, uh, Rick West, a field agent. So some people in that mm-hmm. space, because I really wanted to get into the entrepreneurial system and just learn about it from these people. And so really it, it's that podcast has transformed through the years into really interviewing interesting people who are creators. So that could be podcast hosts. That could be a photographer, sure. videographer. It could be anybody who's creating anything. And so um, it's a fun, it's, it's, had its, it's had its different variations through the years. Um, so I think that's what's hard is constantly relaunching a new sh- the same show, but changing it up a little yeah. bit. Um, but we've had some, we've had a lot of fun with it and um, have really explored what our team is capable of. And so we kind of test theories out on our own, on ourselves, on our own marketing before we say to our clients, Hey, we think this could actually work for you guys. And so, um, it's been a lot of fun, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, we're going to be actually launching again the next season. Um, that's has a little bit a broader scope as well, but it's, it's a more selfish desire for me to, to be around other creatives and mm-hmm. have those conversations. Um, and, and really create a community and a network of people because a lot of times what happens is, especially creators, is we get this like silo mentality. That's right. It's like as a photographer, we get this comparison syndrome and and we, and so what happens is they're doing it better than I am. Well, I can be better than that. And I don't want to share my secrets. And that's just a, not a way of, of growing. You have to collaborate to grow. And so for me, it's that. It's how can I get around creatives, having fun conversations with them, get to know them as well as their processes, how they do things. Um, and then also doing um, kind of portfolio reviews. So getting to yeah. showcase some of their work and what they're proud of as well. That's cool. So, well, okay, in the, uh, um, w- with your need to always do more, <laughs> I have to ask then uh, beyond the podcast, then are you going to create a network of, of creators? It's already, uh, yeah, it's already in the works. Excellent. Uh, we we, uh, we do a uh, meetup. It's going to actually be quarterly now, but uh, it's called Row Creators. So Excellent. again, there's, there's, some, there's some similarities with that. Uh, but we did, a lot of it was to showcase our, our space. We, we have an awesome space. We love our studio um, and want to bring more creators into that. And so it's also highlighting people in the community. And uh, our last one was, was about three months ago. We had over 50 people. I kind of expected it just to be mm-hmm. something small. And man, we had people show up and it was great. We had some great sponsors as well. And it was just a, a great time of people getting to know each other. And now 
uh, we have people asking us all the time, when are you guys going to do that again? When's, what's going to happen? You know, when's, when's the next one? Um, even had some other sponsors come on that heard about it that say, hey, we want to sponsor the next one, which is super encouraging. Yeah. Um, and so that is, that is something specifically for Bentonville, Northwest Arkansas in general is a great, great place to be because of that. Like the community here wants to support each other. They want to be around each other. And uh, yeah, so building that community, it's already happening. That's kind of the cart before the horse type situation where most people are trying to create a community, but ours has kind of come out of that. And so it's been, again, really encouraging. Yeah, I I popped into that last one for a few minutes. It was really only a few minutes, maybe maybe 15. Yeah. Uh, And I think the garage door was open. People were overflowing outside. And and by the way, to be clear, uh, this is the Go Rogue studio yeah, yeah so, we're in it we're in it right now. yeah we're we're, <laughs> we're in that studio so it is a fabulous space and i really enjoy doing the the, the podcast here and i'm really glad to have you all as collaborators yeah. and, and the folks behind the scene yeah. uh you know uh, doing audio and uh, doing av are, are phenomenal as We've well got, you're absolutely I, correct that's what i always tell people too I, it's it's less about me i've i've been in the seat of trying to hire people who are way more talented way more gifted um, so shout out to Jacob Carpenter, who's our audio engineer. Yeah. He's going to be editing this. And so a uh, big piece of our team. We love, love him as well as Lane sailing head of our production. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, anything that you see from the outside, that's, that's him and his team that are creating that. And so they do a phenomenal job, um, as well. And so, yeah, couldn't happen without, I mean, you're, I don't do anything, James, for your show. I just get to come in and have some fun with you and talk strategy and stuff, but man, they are the ones that do it. And, um, we're proud of what we create here. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, they do a not such a phenomenal job that people ask me all the time. How do you get such great quality video? And I'm like, I'm not doing that myself. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely, uh, there, there's an amazing team at Go Rogue that does that. Um, talk about, can you talk about how your experiences in larger companies and, and your experience and background in sales and business development, how that has uh, translated to your approach, your leadership skills at Go Rogue, and if that has changed over the past few years, how has that changed? Man, it's it's a different it's a different feeling when you are managing a team. I had um, roughly thirty eight people at my largest that I was managing. I had mm-hmm. operations team and a management team um, in the corporate world compared to <laughs> running your own business. Let yes. me just say it's it's a completely different world, and so you think you know, well, if this was my company, I'd be doing it this way and I'd be changing this stuff. And, but when it's on your shoulders, it it is a different, it's a different feeling. And so, um, I would say that I could not be doing what I'm doing right now without my corporate training and all the things that I've, I've done and the programs and stuff that I've run. And it, it really did benefit me quite a bit to be able to launch launch go rogue and and then be able to put some foundational structural pieces that needed mm-hmm. that really needed to play and that's that's what's hard when I've talked to younger entrepreneurs that are like wanting to go out and start their businesses and I'm like well here are 15 different things that you need to have set in place you know um things that you just don't think of the boring stuff the stuff that you don't you know you want to go out and just run the business and and create uh, you know whatever the product or service is but you don't think about the foundational things that can get you in the end, you know, if you don't have proper things set up like insurance and handbooks and, you know, what, what do we do in this situation? And, um, and so there's, there's a lot of that, that, um, for me, from a leadership style too, I mean, I had some great leaders in the corporate world and I had some not, not great leaders. Uh-huh. And so you <laughs> pick up, that one. <laughs> yeah, you pick up on like, I don't, I Both don't want to be like that, but I also want to be, um, like this. And so, um, I would say that, yeah, I, I wouldn't change my time in the corporate world. I think it was it was great. I actually worked my way up to the job that I really wanted. 
So it was, it was a little bit, it was bittersweet leaving. It was really hard because I loved my current, that boss at the time, the VP, I made a name for myself within that organization and I'd done all the things I wanted to do. So leaving didn't make sense to anybody, even to me at the time, but it was, it was a time to jump um, and do this full time. And, and I knew, and, and ideally actually uh, later on, it's the business changed, the business needs change. And some of that team was dispersed. And so my role wasn't even there anymore after uh, a couple of years after I left. So that kind of validated um, the time that I need to jump. So, but it's been a great experience. I wouldn't trade any of it. That's cool. I, you know, I think in many ways, my experiences like yours that I spent time in corporate, done startups, I'm an economic developer and it's, and I have a hard time sitting still and I'm always looking for like, what's, what's better, what's better about either what I, I'm doing or something else that, that I would do. Um, and uh, you, you said some of the things that, that I made myself some notes here, trying to th- figure out how I was going to jump from there to here, but building a foundation under your business and understanding the business context matters a lot. And it's so helpful. And you're right. It's hard to um, help folks who don't have that experience understand how helpful that could be. And yet the corporate world ill prepares you to run a brand new business. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just not, it's just not uh, the the same, but, but I too remember, uh, in fact, I'll say that, you know, uh, sort of climbing the corporate ladder, doing things in sort of, sort of corporate, and then feeling like I needed to do it again. That was my new at once. And I went to another place to do it again. It didn't feel the same, hmm. right? Yeah. And so that's about the point where I started learning. I was actually an entrepreneur and I needed to go out and build something. Uh, but but it is a different it is a different world. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you can learn so much yeah. uh, to carry over to here. Um, how has being in Bentonville? impacted the growth and the direction of Go Rug. Uh, we are, man, we are in such a unique place. It, it is just, it, it's, and it's, it seems like it, it, sorry, I'm speechless to, to what Benville is. Uh, I was about to say, it's like, it's one of those things where you, every single day there's something new yes. that I'm discovering. I'm like, oh, that, I didn't know that that was there. Oh, oh, they tore that building down and what is going in over here? And there's all of that outside of just, just the community. Um, I would say that having connections within whether that's, you know, people I've met at networking groups or I'm in, um, you know, even church or our foster community or the adoption community or something like that. There's always somebody that's connected to somebody else. And then that has helped fuel the growth of this because um, we didn't set out to really do anything um, specifically in, in the area. So we were a remote company for a long time. They just had offices. So most of our clients are national clients. Um, and so it was interesting whenever we had that need, people would come to us and say, Hey, can you guys come film? Can you record um, a podcast locally? Can whatever it was. And it's like, yeah, we can, we can do that, you know? And so that's really how this thing kind of took off. Um, and so it's interesting because I always tell people, especially if you're in, in the retail world in general, rather, whether you are specifically for, you know, working for Walmart or you're just supporting or whatever it is, um, it's crazy how, you know, I have neighbors that are vendors. We have, mm-hmm. you know, people like that. And so it's just, it's just a different experience that so many people outside the area are trying to, you know, either figure out how to get into Walmart or whatever else. And so, um, I mean, I will say we've done, done some work for a lot of vendors and for Walmart specifically, and really proud of that work, but that's, that was not what we set out to do, but just being here, it just kind of happens. You it just kind of, you know, become the go, you know, we want to obviously be the go-to name for what we're doing and what we're producing. Um, but it is awesome how it just kind of 
naturally happens because we're in the community. We're a part of it. We're, we're in these conversations with people. We're helping. We're volunteering. We're doing all those things. And it just naturally, um, business kind of develops out of that. There is a lot of natural development. But what I think I just heard was when you don't know where to go, you need to go to. And that go to is go rogue. That's right. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Thank you. That (laughs) was a good summary. That's perfect. Well, hey, you know, Bentonville is rapidly growing and evolving. Um, In your experience, I guess, sort of a add on to the, the previous question is how does this environment foster creativity and innovation in your work? Yeah, well, I think just with the investment of the Waltons in general, I mean, obviously with the technology side of things, as well as, you know, the mountain biking, the biking community in general, I mean, it is just, I would say just being around and being in these conversations and hearing them and, and what you're seeing. I mean, it's, it only encourages you to do more and to be a part of that. And so this community is very alive. Bentonville is very alive. And that's what you, you walk into this. It's, it's not a, it's, you know, my hometown, I love it to death, but it, it feels it feels very dated when I go back and it's like, oh, yeah, that you're 10 years behind essentially. And so yeah. it feels good to come back up here and be like, oh, I'm, I'm home here. And there is just innovation happening all the time. And so even from our side of things, I think just finding our place within, um, in the business world in, in, you know, serving this community and what can we do and do it well. I think that there are just always opportunities that we can improve and seeing what exactly is happening in this pay, this space and being right down the street from Up Summit, you know, at Thayden mm-hmm. Field. I mean, literally, I get to watch um, game composites take off out of my, you know, my office there. I see them out the window. And so yeah. I, there's so many things that are just happening that it only naturally encourages you just being here, just even if you're not doing anything, just being in the same, it feels like you're in the same room all the time with with amazing things that are going on here. Yeah, I mean, if you're creative and you're an innovator and your slogan is do more, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't find a more perfect place. Hey, I'm with you. I've lived in some places where the place was pretty static, but I've also lived in a lot of places where there was new stuff, mm-hmm. but the place didn't feel new. Yeah. It yeah. didn't feel like the culture was one where you were actually moving forward. It just felt like there was a new thing for the sake of being a new thing. Yeah. And new stuff here is really intentional and purposeful yeah. and, and, and is moving us in a, in a direction. It's really neat to, yeah. to watch uh, play out. Absolutely. Um, what do you think makes the greater Bentonville area stand out for entrepreneurs and creators? I feel like we've answered part of this question, but go further. Yeah, no, I, I, well, one architecture and art in general, mm-hmm. just even the ledger uh, yeah. being one of those. I mean, Crystal Bridges is the, is the go-to. I, it's crazy to me. I mean, we were, um, we were talking the other day with my wife of just saying like, it's just nuts that we can go to this place and then we can go, it's 10 minutes from our house. Like whatever it is, it's 10 minutes, five minutes away from us right now. Um, and that's just something that you start to take for granted. And so I have to pull back a little bit and say, no, 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 this is, this is a great place to be here um, or a great place to live. And so for me, it is mainly the architecture, the art, the, 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 you really start to see that stuff. And that is very inspiring um, to see what people are building and creating and um, I would have never thought there would have been a bikeable building. Like that's just a concept that doesn't make any sense to me. And it's here. <laughs> and it's like, wow. And so I, I draw a lot of inspiration for that, especially I'm not a designer and I, it, it's weird to call myself a creator or anything like that because, but I can appreciate, you know, when somebody does something different and I'm like, that's, that's, that took guts to be able to step out and say, Hey, I think we should do a, a building that we can ride our bikes all the way to the top. Like, that's just something that's just, crazy to me. And that, that yeah. inspires me to think, what is something that 
I can kind of push the limits on a little bit more too. Yeah, I mean, talk about pushing the limits. Well, oh, the ledger building, I was just there before I, I came over here and I'm there several days a week, but um, I saw, I forget what, where the article was uh, recently, it listed six buildings around the world that oh, were- the Forbes article. The, yeah, yeah, the Forbes yeah. article. Yeah, it was great. Right, it, it, was, it was in that article and, and they called it a crazy idea. <laughs> they said, yeah. there's this crazy idea, but they did it and they built it and look what's happening. And, and you go in there and everybody's there. Mm-hmm. It's a bustling place. There's, there, I mean, there's still some floors of the building that aren't finished that they're still building out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's going to just co- continue to get more amazing with the people that are in and out of that mm-hmm. building all the time. That's the kind of stuff that happens in Bentonville. And I would encourage, you know, the listeners or, or, or the viewers to go out and find that, that episode. There is an episode of the Bentonville Beacon podcast, I think maybe even shortly before the building opened yeah. or it had just right opened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Josh Kyles, uh, who is the, the developer. And one of the things that struck me that he said in that episode that I thought was neat was he said, I, I want somebody to come along and build something better. Yeah. yeah. Because then I'm going to build the next better thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, he went all over the world and took folks all over the world, a team all over the world to find the best of the best and, and figure out what wasn't combined together in a building that should be. Yeah. And then on top of that said, I'm going to build the world's first bikeable building and did it right here. That's crazy. It's really cool. Super talented. Um, this next question, uh, you know, the podcast well enough to know what's coming. <laughs> I'm going to ask you the trademark question of yeah. the show. Uh, What's something that happened where you look back at it and you're like, well, that's a hashtag because Bentonville moment. It could only happen here or maybe describes the essence of our community. So when you, when you asked me to be on the show, that was the, the, like the one question I was thinking, I was like, what is this? What's a story? Cause I, there it's, and so it was, I was going through quite a few and I don't know that I necessarily have, um, a very specific one, just because sure. it kind of alluded to quite a bit of it, which which is, um, you know, your your community, your people that we've bumped into. Um, we were in foster care adoptive training um, up here, and 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 the people next to us. Um, one is a, a, a an executive at at Craft uh, Heinz, and so it's like <laughs> one of those things we become friends and and good you know, texting buddies and go hang out and grab a drink or whatever. And it's just crazy because that opportunity would have never happened right without being here. Um, I think. The secondary piece is just only in Benville would you randomly see celebrities, <laughs> which is so weird, it you know, is. of just who's who's in town, you know, that could be for Walmart or for another event or something like that. And so like, you know, seeing like John Cena or somebody downtown or something, you know, it's like, what in the world is happening right now? And and it is only because being in Bentonville, but I think I've had to, even with myself, some, some of my goals this year is to just to be out to the coffee shops that are around yeah. here because- the people that you bump into that I haven't seen in a long time or or just the random people that are in town for whatever event, um, that can only happen here. That is a very <laughs> specific <not> <laughs> thing. Um, you know, the the movie that was filmed for XNA and you know, oh, out yeah. at XNA, the the uh, Meg, Meg Ryan. Ryan and, yeah. And, yeah. And just having the conversation with with the XNA folks. And that was a great episode with um, Andrew yeah. um, where he he talked about that too. I and mean, just things are just random stuff like that that is just so cool that happens here. That doesn't happen anywhere else. There's nobody else I know, even even friends who, you know, in in um, New Jersey, New York and something like that, just random things that that are happening here that are not happening elsewhere. You know, <laughs> so not, crazy. You're not wrong. I mean, you are like as likely to run into John Cena as you are Paris Hilton, yeah. Snoop Dogg, um, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, just go down the list. 
and it is remarkable how many of these folks are isn't that yes, accessible, it is. which is what's yeah. crazy is they are very accessible in that sense, or even, even just, um, you know, famous in our world, you know, Bentonville people yeah. that are, that are, you know, up in corporations and stuff. And I remember running into Mike Duke one time, yeah. former CEO of, of Walmart. And so there's just one of those that he's just a great guy. And we just started talking, kind of bumped into each other, started talking to each other. And I was like, Oh, you're Mike Duke. Okay. <laughs> this is, this is now strange to me. But again, that's, that's the kind of stuff that everybody has a mentality that, very accessible, very friendly, um, you know, and I, and I really hope that that doesn't change. I don't see it changing, yeah. um, but that is something that is just phenomenal about living here. Accessible, friendly, and frankly, normal people. Normal people. That's yeah. what I've discovered. Exactly. It's remarkable. Um, looking toward the future, uh, what what's next for Go Rug? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of conversations around that. It's been, um, I think once you you pivot obviously within the business and the business needs and the in the you know needs of the market. I would say for us, uh, it's it's a really great opportunity right now because you know content creation is blowing up. I think people see the need for that. Um, we we pride ourselves in doing it well, and tr- we want to stay ahead of the trends as well. And so uh, for Go Rogue Studio specifically, our local presence. Um, I mentioned Lane before, but uh, he's head of our production, and he has f- some phenomenal ideas about where to take what we're doing here locally. So that's, um, you know, some additional website video packages, some content creation, some retainer packages where you can come in our studio, create more content, more than just a podcast. Podcasting won't go away. Um, but being a, us being able to go out on location, um, do a lot more, you know, crafting a great story, a brand film. Um, we've done quite a few of those this last year, and it just seems to be what the market's needing. As well as uh, when, you, when you hire great people, I don't want to hold them back. I literally, I was telling Lane the other day we had a meeting. I was like, how can I get out of your way? Like, I, I just want you just to go and create and do all the things because yeah. I don't want to be holding, holding our, our, uh, our company back because of, you know, just me being in the way or bottlenecking, you know, whatever it is. And so um, a lot of that's going to be happening um, for us here in the future, as well as, um, so for me personally, focusing on a lot more of working with leadership and creating some great leadership content specifically for LinkedIn. And so that is something that uh, we have uh, basically a new leadership content package that can be done remotely. And so um, I have a mastermind group and they're, we're all over the US and a lot of them are creating content, but they don't know specifically what is engaging on LinkedIn. And a lot of people have very important messages to tell. Sure. I want to help them help leaders be able to make, you know, entertaining and impactful content. And uh, it's basically taking the formula we've already developed and just putting it into that box and being able to, to help that, that leadership um, team expand their message. So it's exciting stuff. And again, it's a different direction than what we've done in the past, but um, we already have some clients who are utilizing those products. And a lot of our products come out of, you know, conversations with our clients. They're like, hey, do you guys do this? And it's like, well, no, but we can figure that out. And we all of a sudden, it's a, it's a phenomenal product that serves a need and solves a problem. And we want to continue to to develop and innovate. And that's, that is the, the future plan right now. Uh, and you're helping people stay on the edge, stay on the future. I can think of, you know, as this place rapidly evolves and grows, I mean, and as we live in dog years here, yeah. um, you know, I, I can think of several organizations that are, you know, thinking through, okay, what's the next three years look like? I mean, <laughs> So hard to see. Uh, so hard to see ten years. Yeah, let alone because three, it just changes yeah. so fast, right? Uh, and 
can see a number of organizations that perhaps could take advantage uh, of these services. Yeah. Um, I mean, to give you an idea of how dog years we live here in Bentonville, yeah. I thought he was about this one. Is like, you know, when a city does planning, they're thinking about and they put together the plans that you might see that are often named, named things like somewhere forward or or go there or whatever the name of of their plan is um those plans are meant to last 15 20 years yeah we did our last one here in Bentonville in 2018 to give you an idea of the dog years we live in yeah we are now going through that process here uh it started last year in 2023 so 5 years later that 15 20 year plan is off the shelf and yep. being rewritten and really even looked at more deeply than it was then. Uh, in fact, I want to take this opportunity. If you're listening and you're in Bentonville or Northwest Arkansas, or you're even thinking about coming here, you should go to planbentonville.com right now and answer the survey that's there. Thousands of people have already responded to it, but we need all the voices across the entire spectrum, whether they're a 10-year-old or a 90-year-old or uh, all at points in between, we need everybody's perspective on what they want Bentonville to look like and feel in the next 15 to 20 years, because this plan is very much going to to drive that. Yeah. And perhaps five years from now, we'll have to dust it off and do it, I hope so. do it, do it again. That'd be Who great. Knows? Yeah. Um, you know, we we give some advice to the audience, especially say the budding entrepreneurs uh, out there who maybe already have significant business experience, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and the question, I guess, that is this: What's the importance of risk taking and making new connections, and really just putting yourself out there in navigating the challenges of building a business, especially in a dynamic environment like we have here in Bentonville and in Northwest Arkansas? Yeah. That's a that's a deep one, James. That's a that's that's the that's if I'm like I can tell I'm you all put the things. You to work today. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I'll tell you all the things not to do. Um, yeah, <laughs> me I'm, too. I'm, I'm always I'm always available if somebody. I'll, I'll put that out there too. Like, please contact me if you do have questions. Because again, I don't know that I'm the best at at giving giving the 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 best advice. Again, I can always tell you what not to do. But um, I would say from from somebody who is looking at starting a business, one is you know find your audience, find exactly who you're going to serve. And, and go into with that, that mindset of bringing that value. And so if you can bring value to whoever, whoever's in your market, make sure that one, that they have the money to buy and that they want to buy the thing too. Um, you know, we, you have a lot of, um, a lot of great guests who are, you know, startups or VC backed or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it's just so crazy to me that revenue is not necessarily the forefront. So, I mean, I've, I've bootstrapped this, you know, not taking any investment. And so it's been a, been a journey of like, we have to sell something, That's you know? Right. And so, and, and I had, um, I think Jeff Sanders is, he's like, if nobody sells anything, nothing's going to happen. So if somebody has to sell something to have, make something happen. And so I would say, you know, become a very good salesman up front, a salesperson yes. in general, make sure that you can sell it, uh, because everything else happens on the back end of that. And so, uh, I'm, I'm bad about even now, I mean, launching different products and stuff. You want them to be perfect. You want it to be packaged right. Um, I think for us, you know, content is a big deal. So it's like, well, the content has to look a certain way and I'm very picky. And sometimes you just have to ship it. You just have to get it out there. You have to see what the market says. And if they don't like it, they'll tell you. They're, they're not right. going to respond, you know? So um, always, always fail fast and iterate often. That's a 
It's an old Michael Palladino rev unit thing. It's fail fast, iterate often because you you want to constantly be changing, making sure that you're adapting to what the market wants. Um, and and that really for me, I wish that somebody would have told me that up front of like, make sure you have something to sell before you you risk it all. And um, and I say that I I took the advice of uh, Jeff Amaran a long time ago, startup junkie. Um, they gave me some great advice of just of really stepping back making sure before I went full-time of like, is this something that you want to do? And making sure you have your ducks in a row. Um, you know, we were debt-free, essentially. We had paid off $90,000 in debt. We wanted to make sure we had some savings. We wanted to make sure that the team was set up in place before, you know, I did anything full-time. And so there was a lot of risk. You talk about risk. When mm-hmm. it, when it, I think there's some, um, I've, I've done some stupid things and taken some stupid risks, but I've also taken, I feel like some good calculated risk as well. And so always making sure to, to weigh, weigh your options. And Sometimes you just kind of have to go for it. And sometimes you don't know if it's going to work. And yeah. um, that's part of life. And that's part of what makes this journey fun, interesting. That is all sage advice. Um, I'll, I'll say that risk, a lot of folks think that entrepreneurs are these super high risk takers. And that's actually not true, at least not for successful entrepreneurs. Successful entrepreneurs are very much calculated risk uh, takers. At least it's been my experience. Um, I, I love that you brought up the, the revenue <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah. uh, inside of a decade, uh, going back into my consulting practice, I, I've either coached or advised or mentored over a thousand entrepreneurs over the period of a, a decade. And one of my first conversations I always try to have with them is about getting, selling something, getting to revenue. Uh, a lot of them spend time celebrating when they raise funding. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's several types of cash. There's friends, families, financiers, fools. Uh, the most important one starts with an R that's revenue. And so many times they're so focused on fundraising and celebrating the fundraise. And to me, fundraising, and I always tell them that they call me and they want to celebrate. I'm like, well, that's great. It doesn't validate anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to pop their bubble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, raising money is not validation at all. It means that somebody somewhere thinks that you might be one of the tiny percentage of people out of their entire portfolio that might be successful at getting your company off the ground and scaling it and might make them a bunch of money. Yep, They're betting on a small fraction of folks and that's not validation. The only thing that's validation for the business ultimately is whether they could sell something because if they can't sell anything, Nothing else matters. It's just a very expensive hobby. Yep. But you said something a moment ago that made me think, you know, maybe we should start a podcast called Don't Do This Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> maybe well, stuff isn't the word I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll use. <laughs> and we can just bring a whole bunch of entrepreneurs on to talk yeah. about. Uh, yeah. I tell people all the time the same thing. I can tell you a whole bunch not to do. I've got yeah. some scars. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea, James. We're gonna, we need to find somebody to fund that for us. Right, we can right. do that. We yeah. need to fund that one and also want to start a co- podcast called The Common Joe. Which is like you just get normal people, yeah. everyday, hardworking, especially blue collar people, and bring them in. Bring in the plumber, bring in the electrician, and just talk with them about life and, yeah. and find out how they got to where they are. And so I think it would be really a fascinating uh, show. Maybe we've got some more podcasts in the future I love if we can that. get them funded. Well, you know what? We got a place to record them. So exactly, yeah, just keep them coming. Yeah. 
Uh, what are some of your favorite projects that that Go Rogue gets to work on? And, and I'm not fishing for the Bentonville Beacon. <laughs> uh, I really do want to know about your your uh, your projects. Yeah, no, we've uh, we've had some fun ones through the years. I will I will say that uh, the the ones that I love are the consistency. So talking about Bentonville Beacon, it is consistent, and so we we know hey we can we can innovate that content. We can create some cool content. Um, as well as just just working working with with honestly people like you, James, that that are you're intentional about it. I mean, we've we've talked about it before. You you know what you want. You're going after it. And we don't we don't have to pull you along essentially um, to get you to do something. Like you're invested. And so from a from a support uh, you know perspective, we love those types of clients. And so um, I would say some of the this the random say it's random. It's not a you know, we've gotten to do some some fun nonprofit stuff as well. Um, we worked with uh, Walmart Business, and they had highlighted some nonprofits, and um, that was really cool to see, kind of behind the scenes with not just your, the the ones you think of. You know, the ones that are, that are doing some great work out there, and they're all all doing some great work. But um, to hear their stories, to kind of capture some of those stories, and so some some projects like that, as well as um, you know, these like I talked about these brand films. We've I feel like we're kind of going down that yeah. that route where it's you're getting to engage with the the founders, you know, of the business. And a lot of these, these, these folks have, have been in business for 30 plus years or whatever it is. And so they're talking about the wisdom that you're getting to sit in the room and listen to some yeah. of this stuff. Um, and even with some of our, our leadership series, we have a, a client in San Diego has been in business for 35 years, writing a book. And he just has, has so much wisdom. So when you're, when you're listening to his, his, you know, him answering just a few questions, you're like, man, that's, I mean, I'm getting a masterclass in business. And so for us, it's like we get to enjoy, even though the content is for other people, we get to sit here and actually enjoy, um, you know, soaking up all that, all that wisdom. And, um, but again, we, we do, we do some random ones. We, we shot this year, uh, the magical light adventure in Fayetteville, uh, the, the almost a million lights or whatever. And it was like, they reached out to us through a referral and they said, well, it's not what we usually do, but so Lane got to fly some drone stuff and do some Christmas lights. So nice. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things that we, it's not our typical go-to and it's, it's kind of the fringe stuff, but th that's usually the stuff that fuels creativity. It fuels our team and it's different, you know, it's a lot of fun. So that's cool. Um, I'll tell you about it later, but there's a, uh, a leader of a local festival that reached out to me. Uh, we're gonna have a conversation soon about potentially doing some podcasting at this. It's an outdoor event. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, and it would be really fascinating to do that. Well, I'll have to talk with him and see if, if it's a real thing. Yeah, that uh, sounds great. We might have another interesting one-off uh, for you, but includes podcasting. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, of learning from folks and wisdom, I'm sure um, on on this kind of one-off question, we can we can glean some wisdom out of the, the person that you're going to name. Uh, if you could go on a road trip with any famous entrepreneur, dead or alive, who would that be, and where would you go? Oh, where would I go? Oh, James, I love these questions. Again, trying to think through what this, what these things would be. Um, I, I had a few. So this is this is a random one. So I, I was thinking about that. Take take a, a detour here, just a little bit. Is that sure. Okay. Go can ahead, I do totally. It? Okay. It's um, it's a road trip. Of course, you it's can a take yeah. A there you go. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, Bill Hader, who's an actor. Right. He's he's. He's just an interesting, and he, he's an entrepreneur, has some businesses and stuff, but um, he's just somebody who, who seems like a normal person. And again, this may not be interesting at all other than to me, but Bill Hader is one of those guys that I would just love to be in the room with. 
um, let alone a, a road trip, right? Yeah. And so if we're if we're taking a road trip, I'm I'm a big waterfall guy. So going to Yosemite, I've never been, and so there would be something in that creative space. And again, just to share the car ride with Bill Hader, and then yeah. going to uh, to Yosemite would be pretty phenomenal. So take pictures of waterfalls. That's on, that's on my, uh, I go through a life plan every year and, and update and we do, um, a 10 years out from right now, but, um, it was a photography trip. I used to take photography trips quite a bit, been to Iceland and a few other places. And so that's, those are those things that fuel me, you know, as yeah. a person, as a creative. And so, uh, again, to have those, I think to have that moment with Bill would be, would be pretty interesting. That would be a lot of fun. I, again, I like it. Weird. I know it's a weird, it's weird, man. No, that's, that's, that's perfect. I love that. Um, I'd, we're going to have to talk about the whole Iceland thing. That's where I want to yeah. go check out. I want to go do the, like the, the ice uh, hotel thing. I oh, think that yeah. would be a really yeah, like the uh, neat stuff, experience. Yeah. Uh, there, and speaking of, I mean, Arkansas in general, there's a new Airbnb out on Beaver Lake that has like an observatory yeah. treehouse yeah. or something. I just yeah. saw that pop up. I was like, again, only here. Yeah. That, well, so there's crazy. all kinds of cool places here. You can yeah. have waterfalls. Just yeah. drive oh, out good, of the Ozarks. Yes. You know, may, wait for a good rain day or, or day after a rain to really get some of them fired up. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of folks don't know it, but even right here in downtown, there's a small waterfall. I, I don't know this, James. Ah, yeah. You have to, I'll tell you, if you go into Slaughter Pen uh-huh. uh, the, the, and um, on some of the trails, um, I guess it's sort of toward the downtown side of Red Barn and you go down uh, some of those trails across yeah. the street and go down there. There's there's a little there's a little waterfall, yeah. but there is a waterfall right in the middle of town. I need if to you go know, take a photo you know, of you know. that and get a print and we'll put it on the yeah. wall up here. So. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and of course, lots of great waterfalls just barely oh, north of yeah. us in Bella Vista and all around us it's in, the, in those arcs. Yeah. Um, if an audience member wants to reach you, get to know more about Go Rogue, know more about your podcast or, or about you to collaborate with you, how do they do that? Well, for us in general, GoRogueStudio.com, you can find all kinds of information. The podcast is on there as well. Um, and any information about us, you can contact us if there's a project you're looking at starting or just want to chat through an idea. would love to talk with you. For me, LinkedIn is is my go-to. I love LinkedIn. I love content on LinkedIn and engaging with people on LinkedIn, especially in this business community. It's almost become more of my social media network uh, than anything. And so, um, yeah, LinkedIn is a go-to. So you can find me there, Brian Fitton. Um, I think I'm the only one. So <laughs> right. I was the only one in the corporate world with that name. I had, saw all my, uh, my colleagues would have different names, but there was no other fitting. It's me. So uh, I'd love to, I'd love to have that. James Bell is not exactly yeah. <laughs> the yeah. uh, uh, most obscure name <laughs> in the world. I too love LinkedIn. It's, yeah. it's a fantastic tool. There are folks who don't like it, but if you know how to use it, it is, it is by far and away in my mind, at least for business, it is the best. Yeah, uh, social media network out there, but might be one of the best ones even outside of that. Oh, absolutely. Um, I have one last question for you, Brian. Yeah. What's something I should have asked you that I did not ask? Oh, um, well, there's an interesting, uh, this is always the two truths and a lie, I guess. Uh, okay. I had a, I had a low rider in, uh, in high school. Oh yeah, man. I have to know about that. Yeah. So I had full air ride suspension on a, on a truck. It was a street truck. Sweet. And I was very proud of that. So I don't know why I'm bringing, <laughs> this is what you do, James, like a therapy session. You make me talk about weird, random things, road trips <laughs> with Bill Hader. And 
Uh, yeah, had a had a lowrider, man. So you didn't ask me that, but uh, maybe you should have asked me my That's great. random hobbies. I should tell you about my first car. Please do. Yeah, my dad bought it for me when I was seventeen. Yeah. Now this is now I'm about to age myself. Maybe I'll <laughs> just won't say what year it was. Uh, and uh, I was all of seventeen. He's like, you're not getting a car at sixteen. I don't mm-hmm. know if I trust you one with this uh, with one at seventeen. Yeah. He bought me a three hundred dollar car. Okay. Um, that had a few decades on it. It yeah. was a 73 Plymouth Satellite Sebring. Oh, man. Uh, but this thing, the, the the stereo didn't work. The air conditioner didn't work. <laughs> I think the heat did work. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the fabric and the ceiling was coming down. None mm-hmm. of the seats belt, the seat belts were. The, the, I mean, this this thing, yeah. it, it, was, it, was, it was a great car. I told it <laughs> it three times. See, he knew that. Yeah, he, he absolutely <laughs> knew. Um, one of the times that I totaled it, I uh, skidded on some black ice and ended oh. up in a ditch. Yeah. And then one of my classmates came along and ran over the top of my car. So I went to school the next day and there was a tire track across the top of my car. And people are like, what happened? <laughs> Isn't it obvious? I got ran over. <laughs> <laughs> Literally got ran over. Yeah. Right. And this guy, Brad Fletcher, who I'd pick up and, and take to school every day, um, he, I don't think he passed algebra because we used his <laughs> algebra book as uh, the parking brake for the car. Otherwise, it would be in the middle of the parking oh lot goodness. every day. It was the... <laughs> That, see, this needs to be a standard question you ask. What was the first car you had? Because yeah. there, I, everybody has these stories. Oh right? yeah, everybody has a first car yeah, story. Absolutely, that was, I love it. A lowrider though, that's awesome, man. Yeah, most people uh, wouldn't have thought that about me. Which is <laughs> no, I wouldn't have thought that about me. It was, it was fun. That. I I will say I, again, that's a that's a later goal of having um, you know a classic trick. My dad has an old seventy two Chevy that uh, mm. eventually will be mine, but. I hope that's a long time away for him. Uh, but uh, it's just that that custom truck world and classic car world I love. So you know. that's cool. Yeah. Well, Brian, hey, thanks for appearing on the Bentonville Beacon podcast. Uh, you know, your insights and it, really your experiences illuminate the innovative innovative spirit of the greater Bentonville area and in, in, in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, it helps tell the story and, you know, you have this unique role, I think, here in Bentonville, growing of helping leaders really in the greater Bentonville area. And, and now I love hearing about uh, helping folks with with brand content and so on, really getting to know those businesses. I think there's going to be some great ways to uh, help businesses and organizations in this community uh, through those new services. Uh, your journey from a, I'll call it a deeply experienced sales and business development, um, made myself some notes here, professional to really an important leader in the uh, creative scene here in, in Bentonville does exemplify the um, diverse and dynamic spirit of Bentonville and the greater Bentonville area and its growth. So thank you for everything that you do for this podcast that your team does this f- for this podcast for but for the work that you're doing with creators in this community hey thank you so much. very kind words james i appreciate it i appreciate just uh just this what you're doing this is very interesting it's a very cool concept but we talked about it before but um having a show and highlighting a lot of, of this community is is important it's needed so thank you for what you do yeah, as well. I'm going to add to this real quick then. We were talking about this before the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're going to come up with on a two-year anniversary yeah. soon. We yeah. have over 100 episodes under the belt yeah. now. It's a weekly podcast. We've dropped some bonus episodes in here and there. And I bet we're pushing because of some of the shows I had multiple guests. I bet we're pushing 150 guests that have shown up on this, this, this yeah. uh, show. But um, one of the reasons that we selected uh, Go Rogue 
uh, is I requested quotes from, I don't know, eight or nine different organizations, all wonderful organizations, some that folks would absolutely know if, if we said them. But one organization did not just give us a quote. They gave us advice. We were just going to do a handful of videos highlighting a handful of businesses in Bentonville and so on. And so the shelf life of that content probably would have been relatively short. And you said, hey, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And in particular, a video podcast. So, hey, surprise, if you've been listening on <laughs> on a, a podcast player, uh, there is a, a video version of this podcast. And I said, no, I haven't thought about that at all. And, and as we explored that, we realized we could get so much bang for our buck and so much more interesting content that could really live on. And so thank you for giving me advice when I came asking for a quote. Uh, that told me a lot about the nature of the relationship, that it wouldn't just be transactional, but that we could really create something together. So I appreciate that. Hey, thank you so much. I told you, it was a risky move. I said, we can give you what you want, but I was like, ah, have you thought about this over here? And uh, no, I, I appreciate that, James. And that's, I, that is what we, I think that's a natural thing. I want people to succeed. I want, I want whatever you were doing, even if you weren't going to work with us, I wanted to see something cool create, created out of your idea. And so um, I'm very happy though, that you obviously you chose us because this has been fun. It's been great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, a uh, big thank you to our Bentonville Beacon audience for tuning in once again. You know, your engagement and support make this show possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please, of course, share it with your colleagues, your friends, and anyone else interested in the stories that define our thriving community. And for those who've joined us via the Bentonville, uh, via BentonvilleBeacon.com, uh, don't forget to explore our newly updated website and share your thoughts on the changes with us and sign up for the updates there. And if you are listening through your favorite podcast app, then remember to hit subscribe to stay updated with our latest episodes. Keep enjoying us. Uh, keep joining us. You can enjoy us too, but keep joining us to hear more from the entrepreneurs, the business executives, and community leaders who are sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas region, a place where innovation meets opportunity and a place where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Until next time, keep fostering the connections and creativity in your own journeys.